Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Now before we start, if our tech guys have got things right, you'll have heard some nice funky music uh, before, we, uh, before we started. And that's courtesy of one of our regular listeners, uh, Sam Mason, who's a very talented young sound engineer, who uh, sent us a message, said he enjoys our insightful, bashful and funny, bashful, certainly not talking about Scotty, is it? <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> uh, discussions on a weekly basis. But he just thought we were lacking a little something at the start of the podcast, and he supplied it. So I hope you enjoyed it. So back to the uh, the nitty gritty. Um, looking back on Thursday night, we were all there. Ronald um, described Everson's performance as afraid. Is he correct to do that? Is he being brutally honest as usual, or has he hung his players out to dry? Um, it's, I think it's a bit of both. I think he's been honest. Which he's been honest before. Well, he's been honest throughout his Everton career, hasn't he? So far, I just think it, there's two ways of looking at this. I'm looking at it from a player's perspective, and if I'm playing for Everton and a manager questions me if I'm scared to play football, me, in my opinion, I'd be willing to want to prove him wrong. But there's different characters in that dressing room, isn't he? And the likes of the young lads, I don't know, a Holgate or a Kenny may take that personal. It may damage their confidence and think I'm not scared. So yeah. you don't know the different characters in that dressing room, the experienced pros, they've seen it and done it. I just think it's a fine line. And I was surprised when he said that. My head automatically went up and I thought, oof, to say that your players are scared from passing the ball was you know what? That, that, that's a good point, actually, because you talk about uh, you know lumping them all on the same boat. I've got personal experience of this, because uh, a long time ago now, I wrote a piece after Everton were battered on the last day of the season, 5-1 at Man City. And uh, it was an appalling performance. Players had clearly put the flip-flops on and just, you know, yeah. weren't interested. Yeah, yeah. And I did a really strong piece, which, you know, a kindly sub uh, used the headline, taking the piss in the, yeah, uh, yeah. In the paper. And uh, the players weren't happy, as you can imagine. Um, Alan Stubbs photocopied it all and, like, distributed it amongst them. And for a long time, they wouldn't talk to us. But I remember when we were back on speaking terms again, uh, Leon Osman calling me and saying he was really offended by it. He says, because, OK, some players were taking the mickey that day and going through the motions. But I think he said it was only a second or third game and he wasn't. He said he gave absolutely everything that day and it hurt him personally to have that label. Mm. That's him. So the same you know, criteria applies here. Yeah. There will be players there last night that weren't afraid, that were you know, <coughs> taking responsibility, that mm. were playing forward passes. 
And you know, is it right for Ronald to you know put them all in the same boat? So Asic would be one of them. You exactly. Yeah, got a minute, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, on the way in, I was saying to Peno, we know, we know from experience that you know Ronald's been publicly critical of Ross, say, yeah, in you know last season, and that's backfired, doesn't it? You know, and and mm. sort of Ross is like wanting to leave, and and you know what you know what works for one player a public rollick and doesn't work for another. So you know, and I, I can see why you know. Just you looked at the first half. There was there was one. I think before we equalised, there was there was a period of about a minute by our halfway line where it was just like you know like when you play five side and you're having a bit of a walk yeah, before yeah. the game, you just passed it to one another just to get a feel of the ball and True. stuff. And it was just like that. It was Snyder to guy to Snyder to Williams back to Snyder to guy and mm. you know maybe to Rooney and back. And it was and the crowds were getting onto them. And I, I was just thinking that was obviously a team that. You know, we've no really shown the characteristic yeah, yeah. that that Ronald was talking about. At the same time, it's not just them. You've got to have options to, to pass to up front. And that last night, there was quite obvious, especially in the first half. You know, I don't want to be critical of Wayne in particular, but if Wayne's playing up front. What's he doing? Picking the ball up off our centre half? Yeah, yeah. He you was. Sanzo was doing in the second half, and that's it. And, and that, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It's it's not just the people with the ball you've got to be looking at here. It's the people who should be providing them with an option for the pass. And it was quite obvious in the first half last night. Not so much in the second half. That actually, you know, you're looking at the you got the ball. It's like four or five people on the line just like standing there. Well, funny enough, Kevin Ratcliffe read his columns got up later tonight. And I was speaking to him before, and he said that you know Vlasic did make a difference because he added width, because he added pace. He says, but equally, it pushed Everson further up the pitch. And as a result, he says, Rooney and Sigurdsson looked better because yeah. they got more space to operate yeah. in. Yeah. Calvert-Lewin especially, he says, it just pushed Apollon's defence back, gave them more space you know, to operate in, and also gave them more targets to aim at, yeah. which suggests that the whole balance of the team was wrong yeah. at, you know, at the outset straight yeah. away. Yeah, the worrying thing about that is, is, is the word Apollon there. They're not yeah. playing like one of the major... Yeah, exactly. With all due respect, yeah. I mean... To be fair, they were far better than what I thought they yeah. would be. I mean, and I've seen worse Premier League teams play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but we weren't playing it. You know, we got Leon the next exactly. two on games. They've two there two games though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, but they are the on theory that I suppose you would say the top seed in the group, and then you've got to go to Atlanta at home, haven't you? So we've all got to see the in the context mm. of the team we were playing there, haven't we? You know, and, and I just thought. But what did you think of our balance at the start of the game? I know there's been a lot of criticism of that. What what did you think of I, the setup? I, I just feel as if the whole shape of the team is wrong at the moment. The whole, I, I I look at some kind of identity, and I know it's early doors. They, with a new set of players, we've got seven or eight new players, and we've got a lot of young lads in the team. I'm not looking for uh, some kind of philosophy the way we play, but some kind of shape. I look at Everton. I'm going, well, what's he meant to do? What what's he? Now, the, the, the defensive midfielders, you're having two. Everton are starting with two defensive midfielders at home to a team in the Cypriot League. We're playing one up front who likes to drop deep. And we're playing with three number 10s against one. I know I know you decided to big them up there, Gav. I know you're picking them up. The, I'm saying yeah, the best you, one you don't all, Yeah, yeah the yeah, best yeah, one yeah, you've yeah. got, but I'm not being funny. Yeah. Teams in the Champions League, be, and that's where Everton are looking to be, will be welly in these everywhere. Yeah. Now, Everton are struggling at home against them because of the shape of the team is wrong. Now, a lot of fans I spoke to after the whistle, he said, oh, they, they, everyone's saying the same thing. I could, 99% of the Everton fans are going, too many number 10s, no balance, no width, no pace. Everyone's saying the same thing. But I'm saying to them, all right then, well, give me your team. Give me your team then. Who would you put on the left and who would you put on the right? 
and there's no answer because there's too many num. There's not. There's no more wingers in the in the squad. It's the squad. Yeah. There are. I mean, again, Kevin made the point. He says there was pace on the bench. There were four players with pace on the pen on the bench. Kevin Morales said, if he's fallen out with him, why put him on the bench in the first place? Adamola Luckman, who I'm not so sure he's that quick, but you know he's quicker than some yeah, of the players yeah. on the pitch. Vlasic, and I've no idea who the fourth one was, but he was there. Uh, yeah. He said there were players. So there are there are options, but yeah, I think the recruitment policy in the summer was a little bit flawed. He obviously liked those individuals, and but never saw the you know the the, the team pattern, mm. which is a counter really. So I always go back to you know it sounds like you know so sort of harking back to the good old days, but Howard Kendall, and when he put a team together, he always put it together. Balance, balance, balance. And I always remember Jackie Charlton talking about Everson being the best balanced team you'd ever seen. Mm. Because, you know, he had Sheedy on the left, he had Stephen on the right, he had the two holding players who could get up, up and down the pitch. Even the two strikers were balanced. And 85 86, when Gary Lineker, arguably the best striker in world football at that time, yeah. came. And Howard got shut of him because the balance of the team was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Controversial, we can argue it now. But it's all about balance, yeah. and we haven't got it at the moment. That, that was Jack Charter after the four 0 It was, yeah, in, yeah. in, in, in January '85. To me, it was brilliant. Yeah, and uh, we, we are, said this a couple of weeks ago on the pod. The team on the pitch is a reflection of the imbalance within the squad, isn't it? And yeah, like, yeah. as you say, too, there's, there's not that many options, but it's just not working. So you can't, you know, you well, can't. What can you do then, Gav? What, what can... I, I think. Well, the first thing it is, we don't need. I I still think, regardless of the opposition, we don't need two defensive midfielders. I, agree. I have I to think agree with you. Yeah. But what, did Tom Davis do anything to well, change your mind? Yes, what positions do you think Vlasic should play? Me personally, I think he's a winger. I think he's undamaged well, on that left hand side. Does he play central midfield? No, I think he's a winger. He's got pace. He's I think he's one of the three behind the striker. If you play in that, so we say four, two, three, one. Why is it two? You know. So you could you could play something like. Four at the back, then play like a sort of diamond type thing with maybe Schneider at the base, Flasic on the left hand side, Klassen, say on the right hand mm. side, then that leaves you three up front where yeah. you play like sort of like however you want, just set name and names here. Yeah, so behind Calvert Lewin and the yeah, ass. Yeah. Or well, you've got Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson yeah. behind. Calvert-Lewin and yes, and whether Wayne gets in it's just whatever is to have a look at that formation or even like within that play Luckman on the way you know it's, yeah. just, it's just something give, it's not working I so agree with you there Gav the season it's not working is it I agree with you but I'm looking at it from maybe playing devil's advocate here he's just thinking about big name players and he's scared of dropping a Rooney scared of dropping a Sigurdsson scared of dropping a just a guy yeah. he's, look, he's got all these big players and he, he doesn't want to upset them so he's having to shoehorn them into a team which yeah. he doesn't want to do, so to speak. So, I, like a lot of fans I spoke to last night, they're either Rooney or Sigurdsson plays, two of them can't play yeah. together. So can you see Ronald Koeman going to Rooney going, listen, you're going to have to sit this one out. Can you see him going to his record by 40-odd million saying, not this time, lads. He can't do it, you see. So this is where there's a bit of a conundrum for him. Well, it goes back to Penno's point, isn't it? Like that, actually, when he bought them. It was just bought the names and maybe not think of the formation. I think, well, he's dropped, he's dropped Klassen, hasn't he? He bought yeah. Klassen for 20. I know it's slightly different, isn't it, with Klassen? Because yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's new to the, new he's to the, the Premier League, league yeah. so he's got like a sort of get out there. But he's quite right. You can't, and that's why I deliberately, when I was talking about that diamond thing, didn't mention Rooney because you can't, you can't within that, you can't play Rooney and Sigurdsson. You've got to play one of them. And I'd, you know, and you'd, you'd probably have to play Sigurdsson, uh, Calvert Lewin, and, and then Nias up top. and but is that just one up front against... Well, you know, if you play Calvert-Lewin just in behind him or something, then I think you can't get away with it. But it, it was quite obvious. 
and he, he changed at a half time that you can't play Schneider in the guy against anybody. And it not a way, not a way at Old Trafford, Gav. No, no, I don't think so. And it looks so, better from when he when he did change. Yeah, I do, because that, but already going on the defence, and we just get on the same pattern as what we're talking about. Here we end up getting beat three 0 or four 0 and I just think, I just think he's got to change it because I think people, people are just saying enough is yeah. understandably saying, as you say, tell mm. people enough already, is yeah. enough here. I mean, I'm, say last four or five pods, Dave. How many times have we said? Said same thing. Oh yeah, and the performances and the results yeah. have reflected that you know so changes required. So what do you think well, he's gonna? He's soon, sooner or later, he's gonna have to change it because he keeps on saying he keeps on saying. Listen, I'm confident, but I'm worried about the current situation. That's what he said in today's presser. So if I'm if I'm a player, and my manager saying he's worried about the situation? Yeah, what sort out? Change something. Surely them players, there's experienced players in that team, Gav, Jagielka, Baines, Rooney, they should be questioning them. I saying, listen, this isn't working. Sorting out. Well, I, I, just, I suspect they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought what was interesting in his press conference where he says that Umar Nias will be in the team. Now it, it sounded to me like it was slightly flawed English. You know, he meant that you know he'd be involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, he actually physically did say the words in the team. So whether that means he starts, I'm, I'm still not so sure. Well, you know, that that was an interesting point. But I was also thinking, okay, Mason Holgate, I thought did decent last night. Yeah. Ashley Williams, who didn't. Uh, and it lends the question, if we've got Jagielka and Keane both available, they're both you know, injured at the moment, but could be back for the weekend. That's four players there. Who forms the best centre-back pairing out of those four currently available? It's, it's a tough one to resolve at the moment. I don't think Ashley Williams should be anywhere near the team at the moment. He's just solely playing on the sole basis of the two players injured that Fred was just touched on. I think Ashley Williams is struggling big time. I was a big fan when we signed him. I was made up. And I look at it now and I think... Last night there was part of that game. I think when it was when it was one all, his body language was awful. He was slumped. He didn't want to know. Didn't weren't asking for the ball. Maybe Ronald Koeman's alluding to him. Is he one of the players that scares? Now you're thinking, not being funny. Welsh captain plays in big games. So-called big character. Yeah. You think I should be stepping up to the plate here? I should. Now I look at it now when I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, big fish, more pond for you. Now let's get back to Swansea. Because I'm just thinking to myself, this is too tough for you. Yeah, it is just what it looks point. like, doesn't it? He stood out in that Swansea team. He's coming up here and he's struggling. He's it's it's, it's been said many times, Everton Football Club, you don't appreciate from the outside quite how big the club is mm. until you arrive there. And I can think of lots of players that have arrived in the past and struggled with the weight of expectation. They've come from clubs where they've been a big name and you know where they've been celebrated. And you know, you've know got to do it week in, week out at Everton. You know, because... Emersonians expect them to, to beat the big gun. Well, even like, well, it's a big football in City full stop, yeah. isn't it? I mean, even Alan Ball said that, didn't he? When there was a World Cup, when I walked yeah. in the testing room, like, and there's all these big names here and stuff, yeah. and he just won the World Cup. Do you think players, think when they sign for Everton, sorry, Gav, do you think yeah. when they players sign for Everton and they think, oh, they're just a team just below the top five, top six, they don't realise the expectation levels when they come to Everton and go, hang on, they're getting 40,000 here every week, massive away following, yeah. huge expectation. Suddenly it dawns on them. Poof. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I think it does matter what age you are as well. So I mean, I think it could be argued if you're young, you probably because you, when you're young, you're a bit fearless, aren't you? Yeah. Well, the people embrace it. Like Kyle embraced it, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe, you know, some people embrace it, but some people are, it stymies them to a bit degree. But what, in fairness, what I'd say to Williams is, and I think it goes back to formations, is we've not really had to settle back four formation yeah. with like full backs and like we, we play back three. We played two centre halves with different partners, and it's very rare that happens in modern day football. Now, though, that yeah, guy, but, it? I know that's a, yeah, but 
it's I think you're expected to perform every single game regardless yeah, of who you're alongside. I, I'm not all so the, sure all about the other that. big teams do it. Yeah, but they all play the same the, the same formation, but and same people. Mm. What we what we've done going back to his confidence thing is we've had like Jags and Keane, we've had Williams and Keane, we've had Holgate last year, we've had Funes Mori Williams was here last year. So there's been a lot of, and we've had the full backs have come and gone, like, you know, team is going out, hasn't helped it, you know, change the keeper. And I'm not trying to give Williams a guess, I was here, because I totally agree, but I don't think that's helping the entire yeah. back foot. I mean, it's like last night, wasn't it? I mean, if I, the left side of the defence, we had the 32, basically two 33 year olds, didn't we? On the right hand side of the defence, we had like two, two, two I was looking at that, I was thinking, that that yeah. just seems slightly, yeah. slightly, slightly not ideal. That you know what I mean, and we, we constantly had that sort of issue. And I don't know what he said last night when we seen it. We talked about this. The back four has been a problem for since 2015. And you remember this? So because we used to talk about it a lot two years ago on the pod is we had four centre halves. Never mind the quality of them. Marsen has sold two. And only brought one in. So we only had three centre halves to follow in the season, which was Stones, Jaggy Elkin and Funes Mori. And we've never really Got in the four. two years of I've corrected that impact. You, you get away yeah, with yeah. it when you get a, a run of you know run of consistent yeah. you know, appearances from players that aren't injured. Um and yeah, we've got Phil Kekbride joining us now, fresh from Finch Farm. Um Ronald seemed a little bit more composed today than he was last night. Is that fair? Was he okay yeah. after the TV cameras had gone off? Yeah, it's terrific. And there's some great stuff coming later this evening, which yeah. I think um, people will find interesting, if not enjoy. Really, really enlightening, really open. Yeah. Um, fascinating. That's, yeah. that's how we started, to be honest. We talked about his openness, you know, because discussing whether he was right to brand this player as afraid so publicly. I was saying that, you know, Kevin Ratcliffe raised an eyebrow at that, you know, thinks he's like, you know, trying to deflect blame a little bit. But the counter-argument is that it's just Ronald being Ronald, which is brutally honest and candid, which he has been since he arrived at the club. You know, so you'd go with the latter, would you? I've got... I was having this discussion with a few people on Facebook earlier in the week, actually. It was more in relation to Nias. Yeah. But it's certainly applicable to every player that he's um, publicly had a go at, and obviously that would apply to the team as a whole. I've got no problem with it, because these are adults, professional yeah. footballers... Um, should be able to deal with criticism if their manager sees fit. And as you say, it's Ronald Koo, we know what you're going to get. It's no yeah. surprise. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, I, after the um, the Atalanta game, Ronald had given us a, a line about Michael Keane and he'd been a little bit critical of Keane. And, and I, my instant reaction was, oh, I can't believe he's, he's had a go at Michael Keane. But then I thought, every player is, yeah. is you know, uh, susceptible to criticism if the manager deems it right. And, you know, I I welcome it because, you know, I think the modern footballer generally, not, I'm not just saying specifics at Everton, but generally there's 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 too much of an attitude of, Oh god, you can't you can't criticise players. Well, why not? Phil, no, I was sorry for how would you feel if you were an Everton player, young Everton player? Oh, that's diff the... that's different. That's different. If he's but digging he, out... he, he didn't single out anyone yesterday, no, so he's Everton yeah, players if in he's, that he's, dressing if he's, if he's digging out young players, which he doesn't, that's different. So how would you take that if you're a young player then? If he's come out in public and said that the players in that dressing yeah. room that are scared to play football, yeah. if you're a young player in that dressing room, how would you take that? Well, the young players who played last night, Nikola Vlasic wasn't scared to play football. Dominic Calvert-Lewin wasn't scared to play football. John Joe. John Joe didn't have a particularly good game. Mason. It's his first start in the Europa League. Mason Holgate, 
yeah, didn't have a particularly good game, but he's still playing him. But, you know, if Mason Holgate wants to play Premier League top-level European football, because mm. get used to it. No. If he's having a go at John Joe Kenny, which he didn't do, and rightly mm. so, you know, that's different. If he's digging out too many young players who are inexperienced and are susceptible to, you know, to highs and lows and ebbs and flows in their confidence, which is understandable for young players, that's a different matter. But, but, but as far as I'm concerned, everybody else is on the hit list. Football is, it's a very unforgiving environment and I've had this discussion with players many times in the past and it's a catchphrase they all use, no friends in football and there isn't, you know, you've got to look after number one the whole time and Ronald has always been, you know, completely upfront. This is why Ross Barkley is going to leave the club, you know, because he doesn't really react that well to that kind of, um, you know, attitude I think he wants, you know, the arm round the shoulder that Roberto Martinez was willing to do and, you know, it's being praised in public all the time. Uh, Ronald doesn't, you know, so he basically treats them like you say, like human, like grown ups, like, you know, so professionals, you know, were paid an awful lot of money to get everything right, you know, so on match days and in training. But, so. okay, uh, I'm not, it's not necessarily criticism Ronald per se, but you can say that in the confines of the dressing room, can't you? You know, when you say about sub, yeah, sub but how football, much, how much impact does it have being in the confines of the dressing room when people might just go, whatever? But if he's actually doing it in public, you're going, crikey, I'm on the back page here. Yeah. What kind of mood does he seem to be in, Phil? Because do you think he, yeah, does you think he realizes that he's under a bit of pressure here at the moment? He's always under pressure, isn't he? He's, he's, more, more than more yeah, than most, though. He yeah, knows that he this knows. is a crucial period in Everton's yeah, career. Yeah, I, I, more it, than most. Yeah, he's, there's no there's no dodging for it. Like likewise, he wasn't willing to shirk the pressure last. Last autumn, November, December time, was it when when it was yeah. two wins in twelve? Yeah, but I think he was given a bit of a free reign the first uh, season, wasn't I he? I don't know. Five, I, I was at some very spiky press conferences with Ronald Koeman last season when he was under pressure, particularly in the wake of that Watford defeat. And yeah. People were starting to really question him. Now I know it's different. The circumstances are different now. Whereas he spent a lot of money. Yeah, the pressure is more acute, but he's still under pressure. He's, there's no difference. He still he still accepts the pressure. He's just very relaxed about it because he he just backs himself. And he believes in the players. Yeah, I thought he got a few little digs in about the newspapers, you know, about neg- <laughs> neg- negativity. And, uh, you know, so sometimes it's not quite as you know negative as you see it. One 88-minute free kick and suddenly the world is a different place. Yeah, I accept all that. And it's quite a healthy attitude to have. But, you know, equally, football fans see it that way and they create that atmosphere inside stadiums that, you know, makes people edgy. So, you know, he's got to get it right. He's got to transform it quickly. What do you think of the atmosphere at Goodison Park at the moment? It's, it's becoming toxic, isn't it, really? Like? I wouldn't say toxic, but it's becoming impatient over the lack of um, lack of speed and within the team and, you know, and pushing things on. You know, going back to what I was saying before, the first half, you know, tiki-taka on the halfway line. You know, you I was just going to say, like it that. reminds me of the first three or four games of Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a guy in one of the lounges at Goodison who's been going 40-odd years and that was it. I was never going to go again because of the standard of football. I hate that style of football. And, you know, obviously it improved significantly after that. You have two clean sheets in those three years. You do have to be patient. Yeah. But, but, you know, fans want to be entertained. That's why you're paying 30-odd quid a week, you know. You know, I know it sort of picked them up a little bit before the, 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 the team we playing last night. But, you know, we should be doing more against that, 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 that office. And just disappointed. One player I'd like to talk about is Vlasic. Who Go for it. I did. What I've seen, I, I said to me mate last night after the game, I said, uh, without necessarily 100% joking that, you know, for all the £140 million pounds he spent over the summer, like the three main threats we've got, like a flaccid snias 
and Carver Lewin haven't yeah, spent yeah. all that money, you know, based on the evidence you've seen over the last month. Mm. And I wasn't necessarily joking. And what I've seen of him, and I didn't necessarily notice him when we played had Jock Split. He looks a really, really good player. Yeah, Plenty yeah. of energy, technically good. You know, puts his foot in. You know, he's not... I don't know whether it's damn with fame praise. He looks like headless chicken, but he isn't. You know, when <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. somebody runs mm. around, you just yeah. think, oh, he's a bit. But he's actually he's, he's really measured in his pro- approaching. Last night, I I think, you know, if if they'd not scored at the end, he, he could have said he changed the game like yeah. Nias did on uh, on Sunday on Saturday that he changed the game. He scored, and at the end it was like Calvert Lewin's header, wasn't he? Because of an assist for that. Yeah. And for me, he's starting on there. So I know we'll talk about the team later for Sunday, mm-hmm. but he's starting on Sunday. And I see no reason why he can't stay in the team, to be honest with you, based on what I've seen. I, I agree to a point there, actually, Gal. I think you're absolutely right. I think he injected Everton with something that didn't have. He was, he was the, only play, the only player willing to run at Limassol and actually try and take people on, have the confidence, if you like, to say, I'm going to try and take you on. It might not work, but I'm going to go again and, and put them on the back foot. In many ways, absolutely deserves to start on Sunday. But what I would say is, he's equally not used to the Premier League, and his two best performances for Everton have come yeah. in the Europa League, where he's experienced. In the first forty-five to an hour against Atalanta, he was the only player to come out with any credit. Yeah. And then again last night. So I don't want it to be a case of too much too soon for a young lad who knows that style and that kind of environment of European football at Europa League level to then throw him into the Premier League from the start and expect him to, to perform. Um, if he does, brilliant. Uh, you know, it might be a case if you have to throw but, him in the but, defense. Yeah, I get, I get that. But, you know, we sit, you know, it's an unhappy ship at the moment mm. and Ronald needs to be seen to be doing something different, a bit yeah. different. You know, Change based the team on every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. cannot that, buy that, that area of the pitch. Yeah, I know. I don't want to see, hear, see or hear the phrase Three number tens again. For like, unless, it's, <laughs> unless somebody's given me three tens, and, uh, and he needs to be seen to be doing something different mm. in that area of the pitch. And from what I've seen on last night, from what I've seen in early games, and, and we're playing Burnley at home, and we know what how they're going to be set up. Is I see no reason at all why he can't be starting on uh, on, on Sunday. I don't think Burnley will set up like that. I think I, they'll have a go at Everton. Well, whichever way. But no, I think yeah, they'll yeah. fancy themselves even more against Everton, no. considering the three results they've had. He went to Chelsea and beat yeah. them 3-2. They went to Tottenham and got a draw. They went to Anfield and got a draw. Out of the four opening away matches, they'll fancy beating them. Yeah, yeah, they, they got a draw so, by playing conservatively. Yeah, yeah, but out of the four teams, they go, hang on, if we can attack one team, yeah, we'll have a good go at Everton. It'll be how they attack, isn't it? I think they'll be looking, they'll look at Everton's defense, the ability to defend set pieces, you know, looking at last night and go, well, we'll play percentage football and win set, set pieces. pieces okay. Yeah. okay, so the, back to the question then, if you don't play them on Sunday, when do you play well, them? You know what yeah, I mean? You spend, yeah. what, 10 million of them or whatever it is? I appreciate he's, I, 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 He's got to be seen to be doing something different and he will be an ideal person. I, I thought to bring what, what was interesting was in his uh, television part of the conference today where he suggested that there might be a little bit more direct at the weekend. He said that, well, if we go direct, you know, so if we knock a few more long balls in and win the second balls, we can build confidence that way. Which to me suggests that you know Dominic's going to have to do a lot more donkey work at the weekend, which he does very well, to be fair. And then you know whether that means Nias is going to play off him to try and pick up those second balls, I don't know. But 
I mean, that's what David Moyes made an absolute career out of at Everton. Yeah. Getting the ball into the final third quickly and playing good football in the final third. Yeah. And, you know, nothing wrong with it because it was just very, very successful. Hanging into Fellini, he'd be chesting it down and then the rest would come and join him. Yeah, the middle, man. He was. So, yeah, I think we could be seeing more of that. So do you think ever? Do you think Kuma will ever go two up top then? In a time like this? Do you mean start with two up top? Start with two up In a time like we... You don't see it very often, do you? Two up top. It's not a particularly used formation anymore and I don't know whether an obsession with control of, the, of a game from midfield has, has, has meant that the old fashioned two centre forwards has become a bit of a an obsolete kind of system isn't it I don't mind it you know but maybe maybe Ronald will continue to use it as an option in games rather than from the start what would games. you like to see him change then Phil because obviously no one I wants to see them three, well, te- three number 10s and the two DMs that cannot happen again I think, I think he's got to play I think Probably a diamond would suit. So you play Schneidlin at the bottom. So you're therefore playing one holding defensive midfielder, and then you're encouraging the two two on two either side of the diamond, and the one at the tip has got to probably be Rooney or Sigurdsson. And then effectively you're kind of playing two up front, but it's not a straight two. It's one off the off off Dominic Calvert Lewin, isn't it? And either side of the of the diamond, somebody if not both have got to be quick. Yeah, that's what I said. Just I. Said that exactly that at the start yeah. of the year. So you've got to be confident. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying you've got to be confident because clearly they're not. But you've got to go right. Well, we got, we'll take it to Burnley. So I Burnley would... can go two up front quite easily. They, they play two up front yeah. front quite regularly. So would Cumin do that? Just risk one DM against two up front. Well, uh, this about all, all the teams that are playing against Burnley. Are probably one of the very few that play two up front. Well, that, that's where Schneiderlin comes in and offers more of a screen, doesn't he? And then yeah. the, the players in front of him do more of the attacking. So you play Luckman and maybe, as Gav says, maybe Vlasic plays on the other side. Because I think if any team's going to be direct, it'll be Burnley and they'll just pick out Holgate and they look to the confidence of Williams and they go, do you know what? They're playing one defensive midfielder, the defence is struggling, whip balls in the box and we'll get a lot of joy from it. Yeah. But then but then you, aren't you against two defensive midfielders? Not necessarily, because if Burnley will go direct, yeah. every time I watch Everton now from set pieces trying to defend them, they look awful. There's no one's retaking responsibility. Yeah, yeah. There's no captains in that team. Yeah. There's no characters. There's no one showing fight. So if I'm showing Zeiss, I go, do you know what? Get, try and get to half time, nil nil, and start whipping their balls in oh, the yeah, set pieces yeah, because they look yeah, dodgy at the back. I know what you're saying, but the it's not about us setting up a team to like. Tackle Bernie's sense. Well, that's obviously what you, about, you've got to think that like as well. Us, you know, influencing the game, impacting the game to the other ends of the pitch and causing them problems. But you're still going to think about the opposition. Yeah, we have, but we can't, you can't build the entire structure on what they're going to do to us. We've got to address our weaknesses, which is, as Phil said there, and the formation I said at the start, is having an extra man in and around the danger areas in, in a more fluid formation that we've got at the moment. And letting them think about us because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's just not happening for us, is it? And, and I think if we if we end up having to, like, try and counter Bernie's stance, we, we end up with something like we've got at the moment that we're trying to... I just think if we're trying to go, help, not helpful either, so to speak, but trying to be more attacker-minded, I think if Tottenham couldn't break them down, Liverpool's forward play couldn't break them down... Chelsea play, what chance have we got? We're the most slowest team attacking Actually, in the Premier League. So how but, but, but didn't I, I forgive me, I didn't I don't really remember the stats, but didn't Liverpool pepper Burnley's goal? Yeah, yeah but the, so so pace. Because that's what Liverpool have got, pace. 
So well, well, we haven't got it. We'll play Luckman because he's quick. I, I, just, I don't trust Luckman. I, I like him. As he looks a little skillful player, but I don't trust him in the Premier League. I really don't. I, I think he can lose it. We've seen him do it for the under 23s, and we've seen him do it in a couple of Premier League <coughs> matches last season. He loses it in difficult areas where you can get you can get kills in the Premier League, and that's what I'm unsure. Of. I think that's what Ronald Koeman looks at, and thinking I cannot trust okay. you in a game like this. Okay, so like me and Phil have said, I like formation for. The or whatever. What do you, what do you guys on the other side of the table think? But would you check if you change it? Where would you change it? It's got oh. the personnel, isn't it? But like you go, but I just think it's the personnel. He's got no wingers, has he? So he's gonna have to play that. No, time. to be honest, I mean the, the, the squad doesn't allow you to make the kind of changes you'd want because yeah. the recruitments in the summer yeah. were, were so flawed. Um, you, just, you won't agree with me here at all, but I bring Cuco Martina back in because yeah. uh, of his pace and his you know, ability to overlap and get balls in. John Joe Kenny, I think, looked like an under-23 player last night. Yeah. Um, Bainesy has to play there because there's nobody else available. We mentioned this before you came in, Phil. Who's your favourite centre-back pairing? And God, I wouldn't like to say at the moment. Jaggy Elker is still our best centre-half, even though he's yeah. you know, 30, whatever he is now, 34, and, you know, and is not as good a player as he was five years ago. But if he's fit... I play him alongside Keane. I thought Mason Holgate was okay last night, to be fair. But, you know, he was culpable in the, uh, the equaliser at the end. You know, he was one of the two players that didn't pick up the other guy that scored. There's your back four. I'm with you on the other diamonds in midfield. I think that is the way forward. Schneidlin and Guy can't play together. Uh, of the two, I don't really mind who you play. I thought Guy was doing okay last night until he got taken off. Schneidlin improved second half because he didn't have, you know, the guy alongside him and the shape of the team was different. So one of those two would be your, your base. The two men on the side, I exactly agree with Phil there. You've got to have pace in those wide positions. Whether it's Morales and Vlasic, I don't really mind. You know, as long as it's you know, someone with a bit of penetration. Sigurdsson would be, the uh, for me, the number 10. And then I'd play Dominic Calvert-Lewin and probably have Rooney just off him. As, you know, so like a false number nine. Um, Umar Nias on the bench, you know, so to come on and do his rescue act with uh, 15 minutes to go. <laughs> yeah. But it's the... the the options aren't available to us there because the recruitment policy wasn't right in the summer and we brought you know, too yeah. many of the same type of players in. Uh, you know, having said that team there, you know, we've not included Davy Class, we've not included Sanjo Ramirez. You know, Tom like Davis. Tom Davis, yeah. You know, I thought he struggled yesterday, Tom. Would you, yeah. would you not think about swapping and not your formation there for um, Sigginson and Rooney and allowing Rooney to play deeper where he naturally goes anyway? Yeah, and play, maybe. And saying to Gilfie, yeah. who's, who's often... Played at Swansea as just off the striker. Sure. He's a big lad, you know, yeah. you would say more chance of holding the ball up than, yeah. you know. Would you... No, that's, that's a fair, fair comment. I've been disappointed so far with Sigurdsson, to be honest. I mean, uh, especially in his set piece delivery, which is supposed to be one of his, you know, absolute qualities. There were moments last night, uh, the free kick, that, you know, we all thought he'd put it in the wrong side of the goal. We thought he was going to put it in the yeah. corner that looked like the obvious one. The uh, couple of corners later on seemed to be overhit. And whether it's again a man trying a little bit too hard to impress and put yeah, a bit too I mean, much I, into I, them. Just like I say on, on Sigurdsson, plan to do the column on Sigurdsson today and tonight. Um, I actually think I agree to an extent that the honeymoon period's over. I think he's he's won the goal in split, bought him a little bit more time, a little more breathing space. But I think it's now up to the manager to find a position that suits him because last night when Flasic came on and was running and there was options, Sigurdsson looked transformed to me. Yeah. And his whole game transformed. He suddenly became off the ball, was, was closing down yeah, balls, yeah. working harder than ever, and he was making stuff happen. And you saw with the goal for Vlasic what he can do when he's the, yeah. he is the 10, if you like. Yeah, no, that's, a, yeah, that's his best position. 
And then, oh, and by the way, I don't think there's enough players in the team to get on his set-piece deliveries, which I thought were better last night. But who's attacking them without yeah. keeping the team? Who's getting on the end of them? Yeah. Speaking of uh, people trying too hard, I think you guys mentioned last night about Sandro, mm. that perhaps he's trying too, too hard. I just don't see just what he's got at the moment. In. I mean, you know, normally when a player comes in, you'll say, well, OK, he's quick, OK, he's good in the air, OK, he's got a decent shot on him, OK, he can dribble. I don't see any of that from Sandro at the moment. And, you know, some of his goals he scored in La Liga last season that we're seeing on YouTube and stuff, you know, a nice tidy finishes. But La Liga is a league that allows you time on the ball, yeah. you know, until you get into the penalty area and then it's like, you know, everybody, you know, sort of man trap, you know, closing down on you. But, you know, it sounds a bit soft, but, you know, your touch doesn't have to be impeccable. You know, you can get away with a little bit more until the final third. That's just the nature of the, of the game there. And he's finding it, you know, a million miles an hour all over the pitch in the Premier League. And so it doesn't seem to be doing anything at the moment. Well, I was speaking to, um, I won't name him for, to, save his, to save his embarrassment, but he wouldn't want to be named, but somebody in the broadcast media this week, and he was asking me about Sandro. And I said, he said, you know, I've only seen him a couple of times, what's up? And I said, look, he's clearly got talent, etc. You know, there's clearly something there, but he's, he's struggling to adapt to English football. And, and, and this guy said to me, he said, he reminded him, the way he's playing, of what he's seen of um, Hernandez at Manchester United when he was managed by Moyes and Van Gaal. Yeah. And he said, whether Hernandez had been told to play like this or thought it was the right thing to do, running here, there and everywhere... And not being at the end of the pitch where he where he affects the game, sure. and he said he was dropping this, dropping far too deep, trying to link up, trying to be the, almost become like a, a a target man striker when he should be playing on the last on the, on the shoulder yeah. of the last defender and causing panic and stretching. Mm-hmm. He said, and Sandro reminded him, yeah. of, of, and that doesn't help when he's played Zuni up front with him. Was Zuni plays exactly the same game with them, doesn't he? Well, like, there, so there was, I say, a great shout, but it was it was so apt last night. I'm sure everybody heard it. Sandro in the second half dropped to receive the ball and arced a run so much that he actually ended up on the halfway line and someone <laughs> fell behind us shouted you're the number nine lad yeah. and he was, he was as deep as Schneider yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was indicative of him maybe trying too hard would, would, would Ronald Koeman have the bottle then to go with to go with Sandro and Calvert-Lewin up top then could that have been risking oh, well, I, think he, I thought he, should, he was going to play it. well I thought he should have played them two last night I don't think it's an issue with Bottle with, with Koeman. You know, he's proved in the past that... You know, Even with a, yeah, a name like Wayne Rooney and a sign and like... I don't, think it, I don't think it bothers him in the slices. This is a guy who's won everything in world football and, you know, he's arrogant, you know, mm. in a good way. You know, he, he, he believes in himself. Now, as I said before, and it goes back to your point about having a bottle to top people, you saying last year about, you know, can't remember what story it was about his press conference. You know, she dressing, he's been in Barcelona, he's dressing, he's at Rotola, Michael Van Basten... Mm. Big, massive characters, yeah. you know, where you're going to have, like, real personal strength to survive in that he's been the captain. Yeah, he's been the captain, yeah. you know, so, I mean, yeah. so dropping a player, I don't think it's really going to... Uh, but he's, he may have to rely on. Well, That's yeah. There's a difference there, because if you're... if you're When you're playing and when you're a manager, the two different things, obviously. Now, you can hang someone out to dry or you can drop someone, but you're having to rely on him in the next game and the next game. Well, he, did, he did it at Southampton with yeah. Mane, didn't he? Yeah. Mane was late. Yeah. And he dropped him and find him, and he still picked him when he was available again. So, but maybe there's a different type of pressure at Everton there is at Southampton. Yeah, but he'll have the same the same personal standards, won't he? Mm. And that's why that's why he did that to Mane. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Look, I, I appreciate that people think that he might have been too harsh on people, but my opinion is you knew what we were getting. Yeah. What would you rather have that? Or oh, I'd rather have Koeman all day. 
obviously done yeah. the massage ego and Roberto Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, I know we're going to wrap up by, uh, you know, just as we always do, going around the table and getting it hopelessly wrong. To be fair, last night you said, uh, when it was 2-1 with a couple of minutes to go, hey, we're only one goal off, Unfortunately, the goal went the wrong way. So uh, let's all go around and see how we think it's going to go against Burnley at the weekend. Honestly, please, gentlemen. Phil, do you want to go first? Uh, Won't keep a clean sheet, but we'll win 2-1. Admirable confidence. Is that honest, Phil? Yeah. Uh, We're not afraid. I was going to say, I'm going to go 4-1. No, I'm going to go... 2-0 2-0 and it's uh, oh yeah good point yeah uh, <laughs> do you think we'll give a clean sheet yeah yeah Almost. yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> you sound very convincing guy. my nose really is about do. 12 inches long at this stage <laughs> but um, nice little omen for you is um, Rooney scored yesterday didn't he and it was on the 13th anniversary of his first European goal against United right. Sunday marks the 15th anniversary of his first Everton goal against Wrexham against Wrexham yeah. so I, I, you know what these things are like 2-0 yeah. with Rooney to be on the score sheet oh god we're clutching at Omens now that's oh, the second time this week have done that isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. 2-2 oh dear no oh. I'm going to be positive I'm not afraid I'm going to uh, you're not being honest no, it's going to be tight because, you know, so Burnley are a very, very yeah, tough yeah. team, but 1-0, 1-0 to Everton and uh, Cal- Calvert-Lewin will make the difference. 1-0 to the boring Everton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy with that. Right, we'll see you all next week, chaps. Good night. Good night.